This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Rotimi Uluagbohun. Remain blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let's rise up on our feet and take that song. All our lives you have been faithful. All our lives you have been so, so, so Samuel said, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. If you have breath in this place, if the Lord has given you breath in your lungs, that is your lungs are functioning, you are not needing hate to breathe, then God has been good to you. So I would like to sing that song with all intentionality and seriousness to praise him, to thank him. All our lives you have been faithful. Oh, all our lives you have been so, 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 so good. With every breath that I am able, we will shake up the goodness of God. We of the goodness of God. One more time. Say, all our lives. All our lives, you have been faithful, Lord. You have been merciful. Your goodness is running after. Your goodness is running after. Is running after me. Your goodness is running. Your goodness is running after. You are saying your goodness after me, Lord. Is running after. Your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is running after. Is running after. Listen. Your mercies is running. Your mercies is running after. Is running after me. Your mercies is running. Your mercies is running after. Is running after me. With my hand laid down. Surrender now, I give you everything. Your mercy is running after, is running after me. Your goodness is running after.
is running after, 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 God is so God is so tell us this morning. Father, we bless you for the goodness that you are yet going to pour over us. We thank you because you are tremendously good. No one can outlive, no one can outdo rather your goodness. You are good, you remain good, and you will forever be good. That is your nature. Thank you for your goodness over your people, over your church, over this nation. Thank you for your goodness. We worship you. Be exalted, O oh God. While we were praying or worshiping, rather, I believe the Lord would like to speak or want to speak to someone. Say that will satisfy you and settle you. 
I will give you rest on all sides, no matter what happens. In other words, whatever you are seeing, it doesn't matter. No matter what you are going through, I will give you rest. Behold a door I have opened for you to give you blessings that you to give you blessings that you burn or that you cannot rather contain for it is overflowing blessings. Never lose hope no matter what you take no matter what you have lost rather no matter how many times you think you have lost it. Remember with me you are more than a conqueror. In the end, you shall laugh and rejoice. Father, we thank you for your word. What you say to one, you say to all. We receive your word, knowing that you will watch over it to perform it. Thank you for the testimonies that your children have given. Thank you for more that you will still give us to give. More that you will still put on our lips to share. We worship you, Lord. Glory be to your name, Lord. Have your way this morning. Spirit of God, take our total control. Let your will be done in this place. Touch your people. Grant understanding. Open eyes, open ears, open hearts to receive your word. That your word might be of benefit to us. We will profit from your word this morning. And heaven shall know it. Father, you will be pleased with us because we'll be doers of your word, not just hear us alone. In Jesus' mighty name, we are worshipped. Hallelujah. Let's have our seats in the presence of the Lord. We are all welcome. The Lord is good. And, the, and uh, you, you see, when, when we say the Lord is good, there's the, all the time parts. I agree. But then, and his mercy endures forever, according to the book of Psalms, uh, is what I was expecting. But then, it's okay. <laughs> the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're welcome. Online community, you're welcome. I'm the one with the mic, so I can speak to you. Uh, for you to hear. Others might welcome you, but you might not hear because they don't have the mic. All right, so um, we thank God for another opportunity to gather together. This past one week uh, was very interesting. But then the Lord has been speaking to us. If you were blessed by the FIS seminar or the FIS meetings, can I see your hand up? Hmm, some people were not. Interesting. Do we need to call Pastor Diolu uh, back? Hmm? We should organize another one for you. A crash course or a refresher course. Praise the Lord. So if you were blessed by the meetings, can I see your hand up? I have some echo, 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 media echo, Echo, one, two, three. Okay. Amen. Still there. Media, please help. We thank God for what the Lord started with us during the FIS and what is uh, initiating in our midst. 
no scarcity in the kingdom. In other words, there is nothing that needs to be done that doesn't have a provision already. Um, the seeds that we see, amen? The seeds that we see, I mean, if you're a farmer, you pick up seeds and you touch them. They are dry, right? That is, you've not uh, put them in water. Once they go into water, it's most likely you want to eat them, right? But dry seeds, they are so dry that you wonder if not because you've seen somebody plant and you've seen a harvest, right? For those who are farming, you would imagine how can this seed become a plant? How can this seed become a tree? Praise the Lord. But God has already made provision for that seed to reproduce. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1 that when he made trees, or when he was to create trees, he said, let there be trees and fruit-bearing, uh, uh, sorry, fruit-bearing trees that have seeds in them to reproduce after their own kind. So he had already made the provision for these trees to bear fruits continuously. Now, what he said was, let fruit-bearing trees appear with seeds to bear after their own kind. In other words, he could have just said, trees come with fruits, and then that's it. And then probably Adam, before he left the garden, would have eaten the trees, and we won't even know about the trees or the fruits that he ate. But today we can say we have testaments to the fact that, according to the word, some of the fruits that Adam ate, we are eating them today. He ate mango. Don't ask me how I know. Praise the Lord. He had oranges. Amen? He had purple. Amen? Like I said, don't ask me how I know. But then, let's leave that. So, every provision has been made ready for its job. Let me put it that way. Every provision hmm, has been made ready for the task intended. So for that tree bearing fruit, for it to continue on, somebody has to eat it, right? Or the fruit has to fall to the floor or to the ground, get decayed or something, then the seed goes into the ground somehow, or animals pick up the fruits, they take it far and wide, and then we understand, those who are into farming and all that. So, everything God created has the ability to reproduce after its kind. That is, every living thing. Praise the Lord. So, for us, the knowledge of, would you say, uh, like the mathematicians would say, uh, this plus this equals this, right? Meaning, if this is this, then this must be this. Amen? So if fruit-bearing trees or living things have the ability to reproduce after their kind, as the Lord God has said it, then it means that they are living 
the life that God had called them to live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Although they are not like human beings that have to believe. Right now we have to believe, right? We have to have faith that ah, I will give birth. I would have children after my own kind. Amen? And then you begin to do the work, right? Praise the Lord. But then trees don't have to do that. So when the Bible says that the things that God has created are testaments to the fact that God exists. For us, that is what it is. Because we initially lost that understanding when man fell and it became a challenge for us to actually believe, and it's still a challenge for many today, to actually believe that God exists. During the course of the week, I was ruminating and meditating on the fact that why do people, maybe I, I need to meet, or I want to meet an atheist. Uh, of course, read some things. I was like, why do atheists think that there is no God? The Bible says that uh, the fool says that there is no God. In other words, a, uh, an atheist is equal to a fool. So when you see an atheist, okay, maybe you'll be nicer in saying it. Huh? Don't just say fool. Praise the Lord. But that's who they are. They are fools. Because the lungs that they have where oxygen is going in, carbon, uh, carbon dioxide, I want to say carbohydrate, sorry. Carbon dioxide is going out and they are living each day, sleeping, waking up. Do they think it's normal? Do they think you just, I mean, man is creating things, right? So if man is creating, do they think that they were not created? And there's no bank anywhere, of course. Praise the Lord for those who think of big bang theories and all of that. But the truth is, our God is living. He created everything that is seen and unseen. He has made it possible for us to come into that realm and come into that class or uh, category of creators. Amen? Come into that word, cre uh, category of creators. Those who have the ability to create. And interestingly, you don't have to be born again to create something. Praise the Lord. But the truth is, even in that state of not being born again, they are still under the influence of the sovereign God. And the things that they have created today, or those who are not believers today, those things that they have created, we are making use of them because God intended those things to be made. So, following the six days of creation, every other thing that was created, God intended them to be created. Praise the Lord. So, this goes beyond our knowledge or thoughts of uh, no, anything that anybody who is an unbeliever does or, I mean, that must be because they are taught, we believe, they are taught patterns, they are ways, it's always evil, according to the Bible, yes. But then even the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was created by God. So evil itself was created by God. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, this is shaking some thoughts, but the truth is there is nothing that was created that was not created by him. And all of them, including evil, work for his purpose. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our understanding of this and many others through this morning will help us to be able to relate better with the things that God said in his word.
So that when we read passages like Romans 8.28, and it says, for all things work together, is evil part of all things? Hello? Is evil part of all things? All things work together for... So in other words, evil works together for... I mean, I'm not getting responses. Are we trying to think about it? Are we trying to... So evil works together for what? Good. So there is no fear. Because those things that we deem as, oh, scary and mean, people are afraid, they have their purpose in God. Though they might not know it. Concerning Jesus, it was said, if the devil knew, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But they were working out God's purpose, even though they were thinking their own agenda was in play. Praise the Lord. This morning, we are going to be looking briefly, setting a foundation uh, for the theme of this month, living by faith. Living by faith. Living by faith um, is actually what we are called to do. And there is nobody that will ever walk with God, that will walk with God outside of faith. You can go back to um, Abraham, the father of faith. Who says concerning him that he believed and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. Right? Now, another word that you can use for faith is believe. That is you believing that this will happen or that will happen. Praise the Lord. Let's open to the book of Romans chapter 1. It's an anchor scripture for this period. 1.17. Give me the okay, New King James Version. The Bible says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's take it, let's take it again together. One to go. One to go. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Preparing for this message, I had this thought of um, an airplane whose pilot is uh, probably flying. Is a new pilot. Okay, let me not say new pilot, but he has flown some miles. You know, they they they, they recount their experience by miles. That is the number of miles you have flown a plane. Praise the Lord, and. The man has flown possibly, let's say, 1,000 miles. All right? 1,000 miles. And in the same plane, you have maybe 300 people or 230 people, whichever the capacity of the plane. And within that number of uh, passengers and crew, within the passengers, you have an experienced pilot sitting does he have any bearing with respect to the control over that plane? No. Praise the Lord. No. Why? Because he doesn't have the flight plan. 
He has no authority over that plane, even though he has more experience than the person flying the plane. Praise the Lord. So, in that sense, his faith to get to where he's going to is being placed on the man flying the plane. Yes or yes? So, whatever happens, he just has to trust that the pilot knows what he's doing. We have daily experiences in our lives that show that we trust things that are created more than we trust God. Each morning, you wake up and you find yourself on your bed. Amen? The bed has not fallen flat. And you are not on the floor. So you, of some sort, for some reason, believe that that bed was going to carry you all through the night. In other words, there is a faith that you have reposed in that bed to make sure, or rather, to, to, to come to a conclusion, rather, that you are trusting that that bed will carry you. You drive your cars, for those who have cars, or you go on the road and you take a bike or a keke, whatever, and you trust the driver of that keke or the bike to, be, to know that, or sorry, to say that he will get you to where you are going to. You, in fact, you pay him for it. You pay him for trusting him. Yeah. Or as they, okay, maybe you have some friends that have bikes, so they take you for free. So, but where you don't know the man, you will pay him for having faith in him. <laughs> some of us are laughing. That's the truth. But, so, all of these things that we see, we put so much faith in them that it becomes challenging to believe that the one who created them and us, we are not putting faith or so much faith or we are not living by faith in him. Amen? The passage of scripture says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. In other words, there is a story before this. In what? Go to verse 16, please. Verse 16. Verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Of course, we know the interpretation of uh, Jews and Greeks. That is, the Israelites and then every other person. Praise the Lord. So not necessarily Greek with respect to those coming from the country Greece. Amen? So he says here, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So for the gospel of Christ to be the power of God to salvation for anyone, that person must do what? Believe. And what is the gospel of Christ? What is the gospel of Christ? But before I go there, let, let's quickly look at, um, of course, this verse 17b, where it says the just shall live by faith, uh, was a word that the Lord gave to the prophet Habakkuk in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. So you can write that down. Excuse me. Habakkuk 2, verse 4. 
Okay, so um, let's go to the Good News Translation. I need to break down some things so that we have a clearer understanding of what Apostle Paul or Paul the Apostle of Jesus was talking about in the book of uh, Romans. The Good News Translation. Romans 1, verse 16 to 17. All right, thank you. It said, for the gospel reveals how God puts people right with himself. This, the gospel does what? Reveal how God puts people right with himself. It is true faith from beginning to end. Amen? This is verse 17. Let's go to 16, please. Amen. I have complete confidence in the gospel. That's another way of saying I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I have complete confidence in the gospel. It is God's power to save all who believe, first the Jews and also the Gentiles. 17. Media, please work with me. For the gospel reveals how God puts people right with himself. In other words, the gospel reveals how God makes people or confers righteousness on people. It is true faith from beginning to the end. So in other words, when he says, for in it, just like uh, the New King James says it, for in it, God's righteousness is what? Revealed. He's saying here that the gospel reveals how God puts people right. In other words, set them apart and says, you are righteous with himself. And that helps us to understand that the gospel of Christ is actually... um, the story, the plan set in motion for the reconciliation of man back to God. Praise the Lord. So for anyone who will come into a life of faith, for anyone who would say or categorize as saying is living by faith every day, it means that that person actually has been saved. Amen? That person has been what? Saved. That person has believed. That person has come to a realization that he cannot live this life without knowing the Lord Jesus. He cannot live live this life without coming into relationship with the Father. But he cannot come into relationship with the Father without first knowing the Son. Praise the Lord. So in our relationships, or sorry, in our daily endeavors, in our lives, um, this pivotal crux of every believer must be evident. So in other words, there is no de-alienation. When I say de-alienation, I mean there is no separation of your life as a believer and your life as a worker in in an office or a business person. This speaks to the fact that we are Christians or believers in Christ, believers uh, citizens of the kingdom everywhere we go and that life of faith must be seen as we go about our businesses. So the revelation of God on us that we are righteous must be seen that, uh, by people rather that indeed this man is living a life of faith. In our confession, people don't see your thoughts. They see your confession, or rather they hear, okay, let's say they see your confession. Let me put it that way. Because you can actually see what people say. 
Praise the Lord. Our confession translates to what we do. It's our belief system. Somebody who is sincere, when he speaks to you, you will see that life or what he's saying in what he does. It is not hidden. So if somebody says, I am going to Sokoto, then you better believe him if he is sincere that he is going to Sokoto. But if he does not go to Sokoto or he is trying to deceive you, then it's also showing who he is. He is a what? Deceiver. Praise the Lord. So the life of faith is a life that reveals, or rather, the life of faith in God, because you can have faith in other things. The life of faith is a life that reveals who God is to the world around us. Because it is His righteousness that He has given us, not our own righteousness. Amen? Amen? Let's go to the Amplified Classic of this translation. Oh, sorry, of this verse. If, um, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. says, okay, Amplified Classic. Do you have Amplified Classic? Do you? Please, bring it up. Quickly, quickly. Thank you. It says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God uh, okay, no, the other one. Sorry, this is the old one. Okay, good. For I am not ashamed of the gospel or the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death. So we know by study of the word, Colossians 1.13 tells us that we have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his what? Dear son. So there is a kingdom of darkness, there is eternal death, and that is why Jesus came to the world. In John 3.16, the Bible records that God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes will not die but have what? Eternal life. So there is eternal death, there is eternal life. Praise the Lord. So but eternal death and eternal life does not start when we die. Amen? We are coming to understanding that our life in Christ is not, um, that is the life that God, uh, Christ has given us, the abundant life, does not start when we pass on. It is actually now. We are only continuing the second phase or the next phase when we transit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So since there is eternal death, then the understanding of how we need to live our lives or how eternity is, or what eternity is all about, needs to come into play in our understanding of the life by faith. A life lived by faith should show that you are indeed having an understanding of what eternal life means. Praise the Lord. Because the truth is this. If I know that I'm going to um, let's say Tibet. I recently heard Tibet is the. Apostle for me is looking at my face. Tibet, Tibet is the is the highest point or highest plate to or plane in the world. And I give you this for free. No plane flies over Tibet. Because if it flies over Tibet, 
it could crash because the mountains are so high and that's the height that planes actually are meant to fly. So it will be close to the ground when it's flying over Tibet. So they don't fly over Tibet. That's for free. Amen? So we come into understanding that when we are going to Tibet, we must study and have an understanding of what Tibet has. That is the geography of Tibet, what to expect, how to conduct ourselves. I mean, as you will go to any country, you must learn of their culture, how to behave, how to conduct yourself, right? So if you are saying you have come into the kingdom of God where eternal life is the, the, the order of the day, amen? You must come to understand of what eternal life is and then you are beginning to live and walk in that light. Knowledge is light. Praise the Lord. Knowledge is what? Light. Because when you come into knowledge, you have come into light about something. Now, it now depends, or depends on you what you do with that knowledge. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it says here, to everyone who believes with a personal trust. So there is a personal trust and a confident surrender and firm reliance on what you believe in. So if I say I am living a life of faith in God, nothing must shake my belief system. Nothing. Even if a gun is pointed to me, I must not say otherwise. Praise the Lord. Someone said, if you ask a child, who is your father? He knows his father. Amen? A child knows his father. You say, no, 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 this person is your father. I say, no, this is my father. It's my, like asking my daughter, Ire, who is your father? Ah, ah, that's my father. She will even run and jump on me. But if you say, no, Rogerfia is your father, I say, ah, no, this is my father. Why? Because she knows who her father is. She had been with her father from birth. There has been a bond. So even if you threaten her, she will not tell you, ah, Rogerfia is my father. So the same way for us as believers, we know who our father is. We know what he can do. We know his nature. We know the capacity that he has, that is, is limitless. We know he's a sovereign God. We know he's a, the God of abundance. We know he's the God that can give us anything he wants to give us without blinking his eye because the provision has already been made. So living our lives by faith in him should not be affected by the circumstances of the world around us. Praise the Lord. We are coming to a point where the testings of our faith will be evident. Yes, they only get stronger because the world is getting darker. Praise the Lord. Our sister gave testimony earlier saying that uh, she can't believe that they moved her to where they moved her to in her office. And she was like, ah, no, I don't feel, I don't feel this one. Ah, see, the, see the questions now. 
Sometimes we come to a place where God does things sovereignly to get us to a level of faith because of a test that is coming. Amen? It gets some miracles to happen to us to build up our faith because of the level of testing that we will have to come into. Praise the Lord. So that when you believe that ah, God who did this do this one also. Others also who see your belief and see how you stayed with him, that he stayed on God all through the challenge or through testing, will come to the knowledge of the saving grace of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because all that we are going through in life, the reason for faith is for the advancement of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. You heard Pastor Diolu talk about, and Pastor Kunle, we were talking about discipleship, discipleship, discipleship. What does a disciple want to hear from his discipler? That things that they believe in are real. That is, that's what they want to believe, they see. So if the disciple doesn't believe what he's saying to the disciple, then the disciple doesn't have any business being with that disciple. And anything that that disciple is all about, the disciple doesn't have any business following that path. But if you say we are believers and we have come into the life of faith, then how we live our lives, we are discipling people, whether you know it or not. Pastor Paul was talking about us being uh, testaments that people read. Praise the Lord. The life of faith is not separate from you sitting down with somebody and saying, read 1 John. What does it say? Read John 22. What does it say? What do you understand? 1 John 1.22. Do you believe it yourself? Are you walking in it? Because it makes more sense for that disciple when you who is telling him to read 1 John or John 22, sees that that is real and you are living it. Praise the Lord. So it is not just about how we have knowledge of the Bible or we know, oh, this is what the Lord has said. Are you living in that reality? Amen? Are you what? Living in that reality. Believe is critical. In the New Living Translation, emphasis was placed on how God makes it right in His sight. Sorry, how God makes um, it right for us to be in right standing with Him. And God, in His mercy, made possible the reconciliation process even before the world began. The Bible says that Jesus is the Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. So he had already seen that man will fall, willfully. It is said that um, Eve ate the fruit and gave to her husband. Eve was deceived, but her husband was not. Adam willfully sinned, knowing that what he is doing is against what God has told him. Praise the Lord. Let's open to Habakkuk 2 
Habakkuk chapter 2. Like I said, we are laying a foundation today. We are laying a foundation today and um, would just stay on these scriptures for a while and then close next week by the grace of God further descriptions or depth will be given to these scriptures. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, the later part of it says, but the just shall live by his faith. Now, the word live there talks about having life. It talks about remaining alive. It talks about sustaining life. It talks about living prosperously. It talks about living forever, being quickened, being alive, being restored to life or health. And the same word, amen, used in Romans chapter 1 verse 17, that is, live. In the Greek, it's translated zaho. And zaho means to have breath. Amen? To have what? Breath. So what this immediately lets me know is that actually our every action actually must be done in faith. When you say somebody is living by faith, that is, he has the understanding that whatever it is, my rising up and my laying down has to be by faith in God. Nothing must be under my own agenda. Nothing must be described as my own ability, bringing it to pass. Amen? And it comes with a deeper knowledge of the fuller picture. When I say the fuller picture, who we are, who God is, and our place or our role in that sphere. By the grace of God, we went through financial intelligence seminar last week for three days, four sessions, and the man of God spoke to us, or the men of God spoke to us on various fronts as regards the life that we have been called to live, understanding that there is no scarcity in the kingdom. And indeed, that the kingdom of God is actually a place of abundance. And that abundance cuts across everything we have known or goes beyond everything we have known. Now, the kingdom of God, as we have heard, is beyond this earth. Right? It's beyond the galaxies. It's beyond the planets. In fact, it is the domain of God of the things that we see and we have not seen, both spiritual and physical. And all of them are working in alignment for his own purpose. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when you say we are um, the body of Christ or we are talking about the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Christ is embedded or the centerpiece or the center crux of the gospel of the kingdom. We would have time to dissect these things maybe later on another time, but there is the gospel of Christ. I've tried to explain that a bit. But then you have the gospel of the kingdom. And we've been looking at kingdom, kingdom since the beginning of the year. By now we should have an idea of what the gospel of the kingdom is. Praise the Lord. The gospel of Christ is the plan of redemption. We coming into the fold. The gospel of the kingdom is the knowledge that Christ is the center 
and we are all working for him. And of course, the reign of Christ as well. And we with him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In closing, in closing, there are things that Okay, let me put it this way. Our understanding of our life in faith, that is our belief in God, should and must affect our knowledge about what abundance is, why we are having it, what we need to do with it, and all of that. Because when we know that the resources we are given are not ours to spend or use anyhow, it behoves of us to come into understanding that, okay, this is, I'm a child of God, I'm a, a citizen of the kingdom, then that means that what I am given is a resource for the kingdom. So I begin to walk in line with that understanding and ask the Lord, each time I have a resource come to hand, what do I do with this? How do I go about this? Do I just spend it anyhow? Do I just use it anyhow? God has the ability to multiply everything that he has given to us. But he wants us to come to a place of faith in him. To come to a place of belief and trust that what he has given us cannot be a replacement for him. Because at the end of the day, most, people, most times you find people come into money, they come into a place where what God has given to them, that is the money, replaces God in their lives. There was a story of a man who... I mean, it was in a church assembly praying and asking the Lord for help, for breakthrough financially. And after he was done um, praying for months, the Lord granted him breakthrough. Of course, the, the pastor of the church knew him. And for a while after the breakthrough, they didn't see him in church. They were now wondering, ah, what happened? Why is this man not around and all of that? So, but then he went, that is the pastor, went somewhere, and at the airport, he saw the man. The man now has bodyguards. He had, uh, you know, the walking stick. Not that his leg was bad. His leg is fine. But he had walking stick, was wearing bling-bling all around. Now, that is the state of his heart. He had replaced what God blessed him with as a God in his life. Finances are tools in God's hands. The blessings that God blesses us with are resources in our hands to please the Lord. So if we have them and we don't know how to please the Lord with them and we do things or we use them in our own way, we are carrying out our own agenda. We are not partnering with God. One of the things that were emphasized or was emphasized during the Empire's meeting was the fact that partnering, uh, sorry, partnering with God is the way to go. And you cannot partner with God if you don't have a strong belief in Him. If you don't have your faith in Him, that even if He asks you, drop everything, that you know, uh, you are covered. For some of us today, you can look at your life, reflect how much of your life have you invested in God's kingdom. Amen? How much of your what? Life have you invested in God's kingdom? When I say life, I'm talking about everything. Your efforts, your time, your resources. 
do a percentage and come out with the fruits or results. As you know, only you know the answer and God. You don't need to say it. You don't need to share it. But the truth is, we can do better. We can do what? Better. This morning we are just staring up, uh, having a wake-up call on the fact that our life in God, being lived by faith, reflects in how much you trust Him. In how much you believe that what He has said He will do concerning you or your situation, He will do it. But then coming into understanding too that that situation being resolved is to the glory of Him and for the extension of His kingdom. So if it is not going to do those two things, then you won't have answers. You can as well go and find the answers another way. Praise the Lord. If what you are asking for, if what you are expecting will not give glory to God, and you know it, then drop it. Each morning you wake up, ask the Lord, Lord, what am I to do for you today? What things, what extension of your kingdom projects do I have to do as an assignment today? It can be interacting with people who are going through situations. I recently met someone in my office and the person was talking about a, a, a mindset on marriage. I was like, where did this come from? So I began to ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. And within a few minutes of discussion, realized that this person actually had gone through challenges growing up. Of course, parents and all of that. But the truth is, the experiences of life of individuals shape their mindset about what God's plan is for their lives. The person is a believer, goes to church. But then, the understanding of a particular thing with respect to marriage has shifted far away from what God has in mind for her. And such that she has thought and said, I'm not going to get married. Or, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't come, I'll just... Praise the Lord. You can be of help. You can be a resource in the kingdom to deal with people's issues every day as you encounter them. That's how the kingdom extends. Because once that person comes into knowledge of what the real thing is, then life has come. Faith has been built. Then a marriage is about to happen. For example, using that example now. And then, before you know it, knowledge has also been Infused, and that person can also speak to some other person. That is how the, gov uh, the, the government of God increases. That's how the kingdom of God increases. So it's not about just money, it's not about just doing things in church. The, out there is where the kingdom life is supposed to be lived. Out there. Praise the Lord. Our neighbors are going through things. Our colleagues, our business partners are going through things. If we do not concern, or concern ourselves with those things, how will the kingdom be extended? Living by faith is living with the knowledge of the kingdom of God driving your every intention and action. Your daily and momentary decisions being channeled through the word of God, or fuel rather, by the word of God, to people around you because they need it. 
Because their lives depend on it. Praise the Lord. Can God count on us? Can God count on us to get things done even when we ourselves are going through challenges or seemingly going through challenges? Praise the Lord. We are going to be taking the communion shortly. But before we do that, let's bow down our heads and ask the Lord. Galatians 2.20 says, The life that I live now, I live by faith in the one who loves me and gave himself for me. Jesus gave himself for us. He died. He was buried. He rose again. And he revealed himself to many before he left to his father. He's coming back physically. We will see him. But beyond that, he has asked us to remind ourselves of the sacrifice the shedding of blood, the death on the cross, his blood and his body, the bread and the wine as emblems of this. Putting it in front of us all the time to remember that it was a propitiation for our sins. It was a substitute for our lives. And indeed, the life that he has given us is a life of abundance. A life that goes beyond this world as we see it. We are in time. Eternity does not have time. Eternal life. It goes beyond the understanding of our own time. But our own time is also part of it. So living by faith means we are coming into understanding of what the Lord Jesus has done and the fact that we can only cooperate, we can only partner with his agenda because his agenda is still on. Populating the kingdom, advancing the kingdom. As we are going to take the communion this morning, we come into a place of alignment in our hearts to come taking the blood and the wine oh, sorry and the bread saying that Lord we acknowledge what you have done again and we are recommitting yourself oh, sorry recommitting ourselves to the cause we are recommitting ourselves to the journey we are recommitting ourselves to the agenda. We are recommitting ourselves to what you have in mind. And saying that nothing, nothing will detract us from this path. We are partaking from your body. We are partaking from your blood. We are going through the process with you. And our eyes are fixed. Our gaze are set. 
Our hearts are resolute on the fact that we are for you and your kingdom is our focus in everything we do. The bread and the wine is blessed. Please take part of it as it goes around. Take your own part and then we will pray. Pastor Paul was speaking in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that we must recognize the body as it should be recognized. Let me read it, how we put it there. It says, For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. Part of the things that we must come into understanding of in honoring the body and the blood is coming into knowledge of what it means to honor. That is our life in faith or by faith in Him, living by faith in Him on a daily basis is part of the ways of honoring Him and honoring his body. Christ is not separate from his church. They are one. Jesus is the head of the church, right? The church is the body of Christ. So they are one. So where we come into a life of faith, the knowledge or reenactment of this, we are coming into awareness and commitment to say that, Lord, I will continue to live my life believing in you, trusting in your way, living righteously because you have made me righteous. Not allowing condemnation, not allowing detractors, not allowing the enemy to speak me down or to talk me down. Father, we thank you. As we recommit ourselves to you this morning, taking the bread and the wine. Remember the sacrifice. Remember the pains that you had to go through. And we must especially remember the essence. And we live with this knowledge. We walk in faith. We talk in faith. We believe. And we do what you have said in your word. That everyone around us, seeing us, hearing us, will also come into the knowledge of the saving grace of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that our lives lived by faith we bring many to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You can take the bread and the wine. We are stronger. We are more resolute. 
we are strengthened. We are filled with grace. We are filled with joy. Your peace is for us. Your wisdom increases in us. Your power is an expression in us. Because we live by faith in the one who loves us and gave himself for us. Glory be to you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.